Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kampfer. Let's listen in. At the end of the Amidah, we ask for God to grant peace, sim shalom. But the word shalom, peace, has multiple meanings, and it's not clear exactly what we are asking for in this moment. Is this a request for broad political stability or something more personal? How might we understand this request for shalom and how it relates to our prayer life? One possibility is that we are asking for political peace, which is certainly a core value in the Torah and furthered by rabbinic tradition. In Parshat Shoftim, Moshe instructs Israel to appeal to their enemies to make peace before launching a campaign of war. Quote, when you approach a city to make war against it, call out to it in peace. The Midrash on this verse notes how this command highlights the overarching importance of peace between nations. Even in a time of war, one must call out in peace. This approach is radical. Why call out in peace when one is looking to conquer another nation in war? The value of peace is so strong that it outweighs the element of surprise in a battle. Indeed, this instinct to reach out in peace is so counterintuitive that, according to one Midrashic tradition, Moshe had to convince God of this approach in dealing with enemies. Quote, When the Holy Blessed One said to Moshe to wage war with Sichon, even though Sichon didn't want to wage war with Israel, Moshe didn't carry out that instruction. Rather, he sent messengers to ask for peace. The Holy Blessed One said, I swear that I will cancel my words and establish your words, as it says, when you approach a city to make war against it, call out to it in peace. In this Midrash, we get the backstory for our command to reach out in peace. Earlier, God told Moshe to attack the Amorites, led by King Sihon. But Moshe does not simply attack the Amorites. Rather, he sends messengers bearing a message of peace, divrei shalom, to ask to cross their land on the way to Canaan. The Midrash reads these verses as a disagreement between God and Moshe. God preferred simply attacking without warning, but Moshe reached out in peace. This was a learning moment for God, who says to Moshe in the Midrash, Limadatani, you have taught me. Only after watching Moshe does God understand that even acts of war should open with gestures of peace. Following Moshe's innovation, God then establishes the law in Parsha Choftim. One must first ask for peace before attacking the enemy. I find myself drawn to this understanding of peace in the final blessing of the Amidah. If the Amidah is about our aspirations as a people— then perhaps our highest aspiration is one of deep and abiding political peace. Opportunities for peace must be the guiding principle in our vision of statecraft. But this is not the only understanding of the peace God may grant us. In order to explore an alternative meaning of the phrase, we must remember that the Sim Shalom blessing comes directly after Birkat Kohanim and acts as a sort of coda to the core of the Amidah. That blessing ends, V'yasem lecha shalom, may God grant you peace. Our prayer follows the final words of this blessing with a request to bring that promise to fruition, using the same language, sim shalom, grant peace. How does the rabbinic tradition understand this phrase, may God grant you peace, which is the basis for our blessing? 
One approach does indeed view it as a future messianic political piece, but another tradition views this piece as much more personal. Rabbi Hananya Skana Kawanim says, and grant you peace means in your house, bivetecha. Rabbi Hananya teaches that the peace we want God to grant us is not global in scale, but very local. In our own home, shalom bayit. In fact, the same Midrash goes on to explain, peace in the home is such an important value that God changed the truth in order to preserve it. Great is peace, for the Holy Blessed One changed the story concerning Sarah. As it says, God reported to Abraham that Sarah said, I am old. Great is peace that the Holy One changed the truth because of peace. When Sarah hears that she is going to have a child, she laughs and considers the news impossible because Abraham is too old. But when God reports this to Abraham, God changes Sarah's claim to, I am old. In God's telling, Sarah said that she herself, not Avraham, was too old to have a child. The Midrash understands this shift, which was contrary to the truth of what Sarah said, as a necessary change in order to keep peace, the peace of the home. I am drawn to this understanding of the concept of peace in the Sim Shalom blessing as well. Sometimes I find myself yearning for world peace, but sometimes I feel the need to ask for peace in my own home. It might seem counterintuitive to value peace in the home on a similar level to peace in the world, but knowing that this value of peace in the home is so critical, even to the point of defeating the value of truth, helps me appreciate the ways God does not think only about world events at such an impersonal scale, but also values the peace that each of us finds in our own individual lives. There is one additional way to understand what we are asking for when we ask God to grant us peace. Significantly, in this same Midrash, we learn that one of God's names is peace. Quote, Great is peace, for the name of the Holy Blessed One is peace, as it says, and he called the altar Hashem peace. In the scene to which this Midrash alludes, Gidon the judge names an altar Hashem is peace. The Midrash concludes from this verse that one of God's names is peace. Quote, the name is based on the peace-bringing and peace-making efforts of God. What then would it mean for God to grant peace? In this understanding, we are asking for God to show us God's very presence, represented by the word shalom. In other words, by asking for peace, we are asking for God to be close to us. When I recite the blessing for peace, I think about the many ways in which the word shalom can be understood in the context of this blessing. Sometimes my energy is focused on worldwide political peace. Sometimes I'm thinking more personally about peace in my own household. And sometimes I focus on the desire to encounter God, known as peace, directly. Sim Shalom is the final blessing of the Amidah, and with it comes the anxiety of departing from the presence of God. Each of these aspects of Shalom, political peace, peace in the home, and direct experience of God's presence, are particularly relevant for me in this moment of concluding my prayer. Focusing on the deep value of Shalom, no matter its particular understanding on any given day, sends me forth from this encounter with God, with hope and purpose. Shabbat Shalom. 
Our producers for this episode are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to Nadav Remez for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you. Thank you.